0: where the game starts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100th Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host this morning, Logan Landers, and today we're taking a look at a very special NCAA history special about the great Bob Bowden head coach for the Florida State Seminoles. And who better to bring on, what better guest to bring on than a man who played at Florida State, played under Coach Bowden, they went on to have a very successful 12-year career in the National Football League with the atlanta falcons our guy mr bobby butler how you doing today sir what's going on logan man hey there you go already got it going early this let's morning let's get it going yes dog. sir We love to see it <laughs> if you guys speak to which if you love the video today please like comment share and subscribe we go live each and every single week with amazing episodes on facebook on youtube and also please go check out our podcast we list Podcast, to download listen to each and every single day so mr butler i'm going to turn the reins over to you You know this man very well. Please let the people at home know who might not know a whole lot about Mr. Bounder or historians and let them know just all about this tremendous man.
1: Well, you know, statistically, he's one of the best um, head coaches in the history of of college football. Uh, We know that. We know, um, you know, the guys, the other guys who have legacy, Um, Joe Paterno. We know Eddie Robinson's legacy, and we can go on and on and on. But this man was a special guy. And, um, you know, it's amazing. Um, From the first moment I met Coach Bowden, my life has never been the same. And so it was an amazing time. He was not a household name at the time. Matter of fact, um, I was in the first recruited class of his at FSU, which is special for me. And on top of that, Logan... Not only the first class, but I'm his first recruit at FSU. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and so, so I'm excited. I remember Logan quite well the first time I met Coach Bowden, Robert Kleckler Bowden. I remember the first time that Robert Kleckler Bowden and Robert Calvin Butler met. <laughs> And so it was after my, um, my, senior, my senior year of high school, we, we played the state title game on a Friday night, lost by one point, undefeated, lost by one point. And so I was kind of sad after that, mad and all that kind of stuff. But after the game, we drove from Ocala to Tallahassee to have our first unofficial visit with Coach Bouton and my, my parents. And so we drove to Tallahassee, stayed in the old Holiday Inn right there on Tennessee Street. And um, met with him the first thing the following morning, Saturday morning. And and when I went there, Logan, here's the thing. There was no hoopla. So I didn't get a chance to go see Florida State play a football game. I didn't get a chance to hear Coach Bowden's game, game, uh, game day speech where, you know, the coach get everybody all geared up and all excited and you want to go out there and play yourself. I didn't get a chance to experience that. I didn't get a chance to meet um, all the all the players on the team, but we went to a meeting with him eight o'clock in the morning. And I gotta tell you a funny story. Um, and before I went into the room with him, the guy who was recruiting me, um guy by the name of George Henshaw and, and Steve Harton, both great coaches, um, told me, okay, Bobby, when you go in the room with coach, you know, put your jacket on. I had one jacket to my name, a high school letterman jacket. They said, put this jacket on and whatever you do, don't take it off. And so I was kind of like confused by that, right? Why why can I not take off a jacket? What's up? What's up with that? But you know, in one area and basically, okay, okay, Coach, whatever you say. And so when I went in the meeting, me and my parents to meet Coach Bowden, hey man, he had my attention from the first time he opened his mouth. And you know how when you meet people for the first time you know, you come away with some things, right? Mm. Um, You're going to either like them or you may not like them or, you know, you may not trust them. You know, they might have the gift of gab and they may be salesmen, which a lot of college coaches are salesmen, right? This guy was the most genuine person that I've ever met in my life. And he had my attention. And when he was talking, you know, I felt like, everything he said to me and my parents was the truth. And I trusted the guy immediately. And, and it was like love at first sight for me because after the meeting, Logan, I turned to my mom and I told my mom this, I want to play for that guy. Right. And so my mom responded, no, you can't make that decision right now. You got to take all your business and all that kind of stuff. And I told, her, I said, mom, I'm telling you. I want, so I really couldn't, a- Explaining at the time, I really couldn't articulate what was going on in my heart, but my heart connected with him. And so, anytime you hear me um, talk with parents now, or you hear me say something to parents about their kids being recruited, I would always tell them at the end of the day, you know, his heart should say something to him. Not the NIL, mm-hmm. not what somebody's going to give you, but your heart should say something, right? About the guy who's going to coach you. And if your heart is not telling you nothing, you, you, you need to go, you know, and talk with somebody else until you find that guy. Um, like I said, didn't go to a football game. I just went to meet Coach Bowden, and it was a special time. And so after meeting with him, um, a few weeks later, I go up to Michigan State, East Lansing, Michigan, on a recruiting trip, and I saw snow for the first time, flew on a plane for the first time, Logan, and um, go up to East Lansing, and you know, I go into a stadium that held about a hundred thousand back in 1977, right? Mm-hmm. And they were pitching it, they were selling it. But the more they talked to me, the more turned off I was, yeah. right? I had no heart connection. And so when I came back home from that trip, I told my mom, I said, Mom, you know, I'm the starting point guard on the basketball team. I keep, I can't miss any more games with the basketball team. You know, I know what I want to do. I want to play for Coach Bowden. And the rest is history, right? And so when I tell you, when he's recruiting you and he talked to your parents, and, and here's the groovy thing, right? Logan, here's the groovy thing, right? Coach Bowden's from Alabama. So you know he's good with eating, eating Southern food, yeah, right? Right. And you know when he go into most black kids' homes, you know they're gonna have fried chicken, collard greens, candy yams, mac and cheese, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll sit there eat the food, and man, he'll be smacking, licking his fingers, man. He's right <laughs> at home, right?
0: <laughs> right in his wheelhouse.
1: Right in his wheelhouse. So, so you know, he he was so impressive when he met with parents. And here's the thing. And Logan, when I when I tell you, I trusted him in the first meeting I had with him. I felt like I can trust him. And everything he told my parents that he would do, he did in the four years I was at Florida State. He told them that I'm going to treat your son like he's my own son. Now, see, a lot of people say stuff like that, but a lot of people don't mean it. And I can honestly tell you, you know, he treated me just like I was living under his roof. He, he, He treated me that way. And he treated all my teammates that way. I mean, and, and 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 when I say that, I want you to get the gist of what that means for me. When he said I'm going to treat your son just like I treat my own son. So if I get in trouble, he's not going to kick me off the team. Mm-hmm. He's going to work with me. If I get in academic trouble, you know, the academic advisors are not going to be the only people to speak to you. because Bound is going to speak to you about your academics, and then he's gonna get you help. So he was a hands-on coach, man. You know, if you miss curfew, if you got in trouble, you know, he's gonna talk with you first before you get punished and disciplined, right? (laughs) You know, and I I just wanna let you know, he will punish and discipline you. And the coach Bowden that I played for was not the coach Bowden that you guys saw at the end who was at practice up in the press box with his hat on, mm. with his cigar in his mouth, chewing a cigar. And, uh, let me get something clear about him and that cigar, because I see that picture with a cigar in his mouth. He never smoked a cigar. You heard that, Logan?
0: Yes, sir. He never smoked it. He just chewed them.
1: He just chewed the cigar. <laughs> I guess he. I, I guess instead of chewing tobacco, mm. he just gave him a cigar, man, and just put it inside his mouth <laughs> and chew it. He loved it, and so, but he never put fire to that cigar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all those years, never did.
1: All those years, he never did, and and never did he ever say a foul word on a football field, really, or in any kind of situation. Never, he had his own r- word. That, uh, that he used instead of using foul language. And the word was dad Gummit. <laughs> <laughs> now, my experience, because I played football at a high level since the time I played U football, mm-hmm. in U football, my coaches would, would swear and curse when I was nine, 10 years old. And when I got to high school, of course, it was worse, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just ramped up. It'd get wrapped up. But then when I go to FSU, that was a whole different thing. But I tell you one thing, they coached us hard. Mm. Yeah, put it this way, FSU was the hardest, hardest thing at the time for me, right? Because I've never experienced, and matter of fact, while at FSU, I was not a white-collar football player. I became a blue-collar football player. And ladies and gentlemen, what I mean by that in, in high school, I was a quarterback. So you couldn't tackle me in practice. You could hit me. I had on a red jersey, which meant don't touch him in practice, right? So oh, think damn. about that. I grow from that to hitting every down and running just like everybody else on the football team, diving on the ground, blocking punts, knocking myself on concerts and things like that. My first year at FSU. <laughs> but this man was trustworthy. Whatever he told you, he was gonna he was gonna live up to the word that he told you. And, and I can remember, um, Logan, we had a guy who's a troubled guy. Uh, when I was at Florida State, he was one year younger than me. And he's always into mess, man, always mm-hmm. messing up, right? So bad that, you know, Coach Bowden never kicked him off the team. But it was so bad that my senior year, Coach Bowden met with the seniors. He said, look, I, I just can't kick this guy off the team, but I'm going to let y'all decide what we do with him. And we were in the meeting less than a minute, and we decided to kick him off the team. <laughs> but Coach Bowden wouldn't do it. And, you know, some of the alumni during that time used to hate that about him. You know, they wanted every kid that seemed to be in trouble or didn't do this or did that or got arrested or whatever, he was going to kick him off the team, right? He wasn't going to do that. I mean, think about if your own kid did something and went to jail, would you all of a sudden not be his father? No, I beg to differ. You may be angry. You might be upset. But you're going to do everything in your power to help your son. And that's the kind of man he was when he coached. He said what he said. And what he said, you know, you can trust him with that. And so you felt that. I felt that in the very first meeting I had with him the fall of 1976. And like I said, he lived up to it. And this guy, Logan, the one thing I can tell you about him, the impact that he had on my family, it was so big. Because when I was in school, when I was in school, um, you know, my mom and dad would come to Tallahassee to see me play. And then I got um, some relatives, my grandmother, my godmother, my grandfather, my godfather, they would all come to Tallahassee and see me play. And um, he, would, he would invite them out to his house, man, and, and serve them and, and have dinner with them and sit with those people. You know, I mean, just a big impact. My, my father, um, to this day, my father's 85 years old. If Coach Bowden was still alive and if Coach Bowden was in two-hour drive from Delray Beach, mm. my dad would get my brother-in-laws to drive him to the place where he was speaking, and my dad would show up. Mm. That's the impression he made on my family. And then in 1998, my grandmother passed. And I'll never forget it. I went to see her. The last time I saw my grandmother living, breathing, we were talking. And you know what she talked about more than anything? She talked about Coach Bowden on her deathbed. Mm. What a great man he was. and, And I'm so happy that you got a chance to play you know, for a guy like him. And, you know, and then she started she remembered the stories, how he took him, invited him to his house, and how they ate and broke bread together. And how Miss Bow, Miss Ann was, how she treated them. And I mean, what else can you say, Logan? I mean, what else can you say? And you know, and and and, and, and the, the thing about him was his success was because he was genuine, he was trustworthy. The players loved him. We never wanted to let him down. And, and that's the thing. I mean, whatever he said, we were not going to let Coach Bowden down. I mean, we, we worked hard. You know, even some of us, you know, I've gone up to his office a few times, you know, wanting to quit. A, a, a lot of All-Americans wanted to quit because it was really hard. But by the, we go up to his office and talk to him. And by the time we come out of that office, Logan, we feel so good about ourselves. We bought the program all over again. And whatever whatever was bothering us is not bothering us anymore. We're ready to go back to work. That's the kind of guy he was. And so it it was quite important to have a man that um, can keep everything together and that can keep encouraging his young men to stay and hang in there even when times got tough. Um, one one of the things I can say about him, when you read his book, and um, he wrote a couple books, but when you read his, his his books, and when you ask him in these books, they ask him, well, what is the key to your success? And the first thing he'll say in some of his books is, you know, I always was lucky. He always used that term, and blessed to have the best assistant coaches in the country. And when you look at this assistant coaches, Logan, he wasn't joking. He had the best guys. And he was leading those guys. He had the best guys. And what he did though, he created a culture around, we're gonna work hard. We're not gonna demean any kid, right? We're gonna work extremely hard. We're gonna push them, we're gonna push them, we're gonna push them. But we're gonna on these kids. We're going to treat, treat him with respect and we're going to treat him fair. And so that was the thing he had. And because of that, Logan, I'm telling you, none of us wanted to let him down. And you think about, we'll go back to those assistant coaches. Some of those guys left him and and coached all the way up in the NFL. Uh, Coach Henshaw, George Henshaw, became an offensive coordinator in the NFL, coached around. Matter of fact, Coach George Henshaw, started with Coach Bowden as a player at the University of West Virginia. He played under Coach Bowden, got on Coach Bowden's coaching staff, and was there for years before he went on to go into the NFL and coach. And here's the the other thing, too, that says, that speaks volumes to how great a man he is and about the FSU program. Logan, he coached at FSU 30-something-odd years, right? Mm-hmm. And his coaching staff pretty much, unless th- those guys want to go on and become head coaches, you know, he had five, four or five guys that stayed with him the whole 30-something-odd years at FSU. That don't exist in college no, right? Not at all. Not at all. Can you imagine being in one of the top programs in the country and you can stay there 30 years as a coach. That don't exist. Yeah, no, that,
0: that's unheard of. Right, nowadays. it don't exist
1: anywhere, you know. And so they wanted to stay and coach under him. They loved what he was doing and 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 they, they loved the stability that they didn't have to every, right, yeah. every year travel and sell this house and go buy another house and, um, you know, coaching all over the country, right? So he was that kind of guy. He kept staff in place. Um, players loved him. And we all will go back and see, that's the proof to the pudding. When we left there, we will all go back. Right. We'll all go back. One of the, my favorite pictures. And I keep this right at my desk. I have this picture on my phone and it's just a, and, and coach Bowden, I gave coach Bowden this picture and he had it on his desk the whole time he was coaching. And This was a game my last year with the Falcons. We we played in the Georgia Dome, and you can see there you got Dion over there, you got me standing next to Dion. Now Dion's of course NFL Hall of Famer. Then you got me, 12-year vet, and then you got Leroy Butler, number 36, who's getting inducted into the College Hall of I'm the NFL Hall of Fame this summer, and then you got the next guy who, in my opinion, should be the next guy to go in, a guy named Terrell Buckley. He's the only guy in the history of the NFL with 50 interceptions that's not inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And then number 54 is one of the greatest athletes to ever play at FSU, Jesse Solomon. And then the other guy, the fullback, is Edgar Bennett, who was an all-pro with the Packers. And then on the bottom, that's my oldest son, Brenton, right here. He he played college basketball at Fordham University and uh, played overseas for five years. And then this is my son Bryce, of course, who played at Southern Cal and transferred to San Diego State and played six years in the NFL. One of my favorite pictures of, of just FSU guys getting together after a game, and um, and loving on each other, right? Because and we all play for the, the great Coach Bobby Bowden. So one of my one of my favorite deals. And and here's the other thing. I'm going to say this, and I know we, it's, it's about time to end the show. But He said the key to his success was all these great assistant coaches he had. And let's put it this way. I don't care how good a coaching staff you have. If you don't have players, (laughs) Logan, if you can't recruit players, (laughs) forget it. (laughs) I don't care how good your staff is. You got nobody to coach. They might play better, but I I promise you you're not going to win games. So the way he recruited players with his honesty, with his integrity, um, and w- with his trustworthiness—listen—he recruited some of the best players in the history of the, co- of the game, hands down. Period. Right? You know. Uh, and so, and so, kudos to him. But here's the key formula for him: that as I got to know him, this was truly the key to his success. He had his priorities in, in line, and here are they. He kept God first, and he talked about faith, family, and then football. So, you know, we always had chapel service. We always had a place to go. He took us to church. He would take us to First Baptist of Tallahassee, and then the next week he was to he would take us all to the Catholic church because we had a lot of Italian guys on the team, right? Mm -hmm. We're Catholics. And I got the love going to Catholic church because we were in church 20 minutes and (laughs) out. And look, you know, my father's a pastor. He's a Methodist pastor. You know, we go to church, we're in church all day. Mm -hmm. I tell people and me, which stands for African-American, African-American Episcopal, stands for being in church all afternoon, evening and morning. (laughs) (laughs) But so he was a man of faith who kept his faith first. Mm-hmm. And then it was his family. And then after all that, it was football. And there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all things will be added unto you. And so he was a man of faith and um, he let his life, lived his life accordingly. And a lot of us, you know, we um, came to know faith through him. And so he was a blessed man. It was just an honor to play for him. And, um, you know, I'll never forget those days. Those were some of the days that changed my life to be under Coach Bobby Bowden.
0: Man, you put it in a – as a ribbon on it, Bobby. That was beautifully said. And like we said, I mean, if Coach Bowden isn't up there in some people's list as the – greatest college football head coach of all time, he's right there, right? He's 1A, 1B. He's got to be. Yes. I mean, we talk about winning seasons, Bobby. Mm -hmm. He was at Florida State for 34 seasons. (laughs) He had 33 straight years of a winning season. A winning season, man. Only one was his very first season. Those were guys that weren't even on, like you say, wasn't even recruiting them.
1: Right. He didn't recruit any of those guys. So
0: (laughs) that speaks about, you're not going to see that anymore. That's right. You're not going to see that. The two national championships we all know in the 90s. Yes. The Bowden Bowl, right when he would play his son uh, against <laughs> Clemson. Right. Yes, sir. They played a little bit. And then like you mentioned, too, we we, we know all about all the, the ACC championships and all that, too. Mm-hmm. But what you said is true. It's the stories off the field where you guys are going to church, where he goes to meet the families, has yes. dinner with them. And it's that personal impact that he has mm-hmm. on – so many players throughout his countless years of coaching since, you know, the seventies as a head coach and there beyond into the early two thousands into the Mm -hmm. uh, right in 2010. Yes. So he saw families being, you know, families being born. He saw countless generations of players like you showed there with your photos, with your Mm -hmm. sons, he saw them grow up, them playing the NFL play overseas and whatnot Mm -hmm. and countless others. And that's just the, the kind of person who, I've learned from from you, from others, from mm-hmm. watching other other episodes, videos, and just learning more about Coach Bowden over the mm-hmm. the many years. Is just how good of a person yes. that he was throughout his entire uh, ninety one years on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and ju- just a a great person overall and a tremendous head football coach for Florida State. Mr. Butler, final thoughts on Coach Bowden before we end our show today.
1: Well, you know, it's amazing, you know, that we, we just lost him last year. Yeah. Um, we we um, had his home going service last the fall of last year. And, and, you know, it's amazing. I never thought about it, that it happened in the fall, right? Yeah. I mean, he passed and we had, had his um, home going in the fall. And, you know, it's just a reflection of who he was, of all the people who were there you know, and, and not just the players. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a long list of great players, but the coaches that he coached yeah. against, Dabo Sweeney, you know, all those guys came to be there at that time to pay their respects, you know, to Coach Bowden. And and, and what what an amazing, uh, Jimbo Fish, I mean, all of mm-hmm. them, they came back and coaches came because he had such an impact. To hear even Nick, Nick, Nick Saban talk about um, um, the impact he had on his life, you know, guys like that. I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, he was, he he meant so much, not only to FSU, but to all the college football.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and of course, Coach Bowden, we thank
0: you for all the great memories you brought us on the football field with yes. Mr. Butler, Dion, and all the countless other uh, players at DBU, a.k.a. FSU Florida State. Uh, but, but most importantly, just the, the amazing person you were off the field. And so the families and the community, uh, we can't state it enough. We will miss you each and every single day. No doubt. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time this show is presented by Bet Online. But hey, for my guest today, Mr. Bobby Butler, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show, sharing these stories about Coach Bowden. I've been your host today, Logan Lane. If you enjoyed this video, please. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. We go live each and every single week on Facebook and YouTube. Check out clips of our shows on Instagram at 100 Football. Our brand new LinkedIn page as well. Go over there and connect with us. And also our podcast, over 900 episodes and counting. Available anywhere else in the podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. Thanks to the Believe Podcast Network for all their help. I said, I've i been your host, Logan Laird. joined by the great Bobby Butler out of Florida State University. 12-year fit in the NFL. We will talk to you again on another live episode of 100 yards football sports talk radio. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on and who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners head over to 100 yards of football sports talk radios, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode.